um, and I'm sure you you have people in various circles. <laughs> I have people in various circles. A lot of, and there might be some of your friends, you'll speak to people who say, oh, my friend told me this about Bitcoin. I should put my money. What do you think, Peter? Blah, 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 blah. Now, my question is, um, are your friends still talking about Bitcoin right now that it's almost at year lows? Hello and welcome to Woke Finance, the podcast discussing all things finance and all things related to finance. It's your boy Peter and I'm with my co-host, my bro Jax. How are you? Yeah, I am so very well. I'm so very good. Um, at the time of recording this episode, we have just come off the back of uh, my birthday weekend. Um, I really enjoyed myself. I had um, some activities taking place. I um, went to do some uh, wine tasting. So um, the missus took me to a vineyard, took me to do some wine tasting and learn more about wine because in recent times I've enjoyed drinking some wine. <laughs> um, and then and then we, she took me over to do some salsa dancing lessons. Come on, very, come very on. Interesting, yeah. Um, and then finally, um, she bought a, a full body massage for me, which was very, very, very nice. I really enjoyed that one. And much needed, man. You've had an interesting season. Absolutely. Oh, you know what? At the massage, I just thought to myself, do you know what? I needed this desperately. So <laughs> yeah, it, it's something that um, I recommend that, you know, as individuals, potentially we should be doing uh, something like that every so often just to relieve some stress and really take care of ourselves, you know? No, absolutely, man. As we always say on the Woke Finance podcast, a few things you should be doing with your money, saving slash investing, um, giving it to people or charities or whether you want to donate. And then for fun, man, enjoying your money, man, enjoy the fruits of your labor. Of course, those ratios will vary depending on where you are in your life. But no, man, definitely got to enjoy yourself. Yeah, absolutely. How about you? How's your week been? Yeah, it's been good, man. Challenging. I'm in the day job, just been working on a particular, um, I basically, as some of our viewers may know, I basically try and get money from different businesses to invest into the work that we're doing in the communities and stuff. So yeah, this week's been a joint collaborative team effort um, at work and just um, working on a massive funding bid. So that's wiped me out the majority of this week. I can't even lie. I'm absolutely knackered. But we're here, man. We're here. We're here. We're here. Um, we're here doing what we do and keep striving. Um, keep doing what we're doing on the podcast. And even uh, beyond, me and you obviously are preparing to do some delivery work with some young people with a particular football club. We can mention it after we've done it, but how are you feeling about that? Yeah, I'm feeling really excited. It is a football club that, well, it's not a team that I support. But <laughs> <laughs> However, it's, not, it's, it's a big club, very, very big club. Um, and I'm looking forward to working with the young people, um, delivering sessions on personal finance. It's very exciting. Come on, come on, come on. That keeps us um, definitely on our toes, man. Delivering to young people, but also delivering on this uh, podcast as well to you, our listeners who are tuning in with us wherever you are in the world, man. We do appreciate you. And we just ask that you continue supporting us. And one of the best ways you can support us is thinking about, you know, who do you want to share this uh, particular episode or our podcast series to? And just share it to them. And if you can't think of any names, the best way to do that is just pop it up on your social media. You never know who you touch when you do stuff like that. So just a massive shout out to you. But Jax, man, we're going to have a very quick one today. Um, We're obviously in mid-year of 2022. um, And it's an interesting time, as everyone would know. I don't need to dwell on, you know, what's going on in the economy. But one of the things or 
you know, uh, one of the may, assets we may refer it to is gone down quite a bit. And this is one of the, the assets um, that has become a massive phenomenon over the last few years. And that is cryptocurrency in general. And let's touch on the most popular one, which is Bitcoin. Um, what is what is going on? Is this just something that's just in line with the more? And I know we don't know too much about cryptocurrency beyond like five minus years ago, but what is going on with just crypto in general? Yeah, so what you realize is crypto generally um, as an asset class has been hit quite uh, aggressively hard during uh, the current market conditions. Um, and so the valuation is on, on different types of cryptocurrencies. But if we focus on Bitcoin and, and potentially Ethereum in this episode, these are the main, the most popular two. They've come down tremendously in valuation. And so for those people that potentially may have uh, invested their money in, into these currencies um, at the later stages, they've seen a lot of their um, value actually wiped off. They've lost a lot of money. Um, or I should say the valuation has come down. So, you know, they, they have a lot of paper loss. So, yeah, that's what's happening. It's been quite aggressive, um, the rate of which it has come down. And um, some people will even argue that it's not finished. It, it may go down even lower. Mm. So quite similar to what we're seeing with, um, I guess, other asset classes as well there. Yeah, so I did, I did a bit of analysis, actually. Um, and what I recognised in my analysis was that... Um, the, there is a correlation between, uh, let's say, Bitcoin and Ethereum's price movements and a lot of the growth names in the stock mm, market, mm. Um, the high valuation, non-profitable companies um, in the stock market. When you look at the price movements, they, they have been quite in line. So what you find is if the overall market is up, um, let's say the Nasdaq is up, you also find that Bitcoin and Ethereum may be up around that period as well. Mm. And when, when the markets are down, they are also down. So there's been a very interesting, and that's, by the way, that's only analysis I've noticed over the past, let's say, year or 80 months. Mm. Um, and I think I find that's very, really, really interesting because Bitcoin initially, um, especially when you hear about the, the bull case, why people like to invest in it, they, a lot of people say it's a currency, right? Mm. It's, 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 um, it's like gold is a, a different form of money. Mm. So yeah, Jax, I guess on that, um, in terms of, you know, the analysis that you've done and, you know, th- that one piece of analysis that you've done, you've seen the correlation between growth type of stocks and um, cryptocurrency. Um, and again, in this case, focusing on Bitcoin um, and Ethereum. Um did you want to say anything um, else um, into that? Because I think you were saying that these are cryptocurrencies um, and people look at it as a currency. Um, is that quite a strange thing for it to sort of go in yeah. the way that growth stocks are going, if that makes sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. Your question is extremely valid. You know, you don't expect currencies to be moving the same way as growth stocks. You know, we talk about the five different asset classes and the reason why we were able to combine asset classes together is because they share similar characteristics. Mm. So real estate and property uh, and, and, and equities and, and bonds, they are all in the same asset classes or they are within the asset classes because they share characteristics, right? Mm. Um, and when we talk about characteristics of cash being one of the asset classes, um, cash and cash equivalents, they are seen as the most um, easy, easily accessible and the least risk asset class. Mm. right so the cash which is a which is a currency the fiat currency and when people say it's the same as 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 let's say uh bitcoin 
and it, and it shows some characteristics. Well, evidence shows that it actually doesn't hmm. because if only cash moves like that. Eh? Yes, it will be. <laughs> well, with some countries where inflation is is crazy, it can. But um, no, it's, it's it shows that yeah, the, the characteristics of 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 Bitcoin is very different from that of cash. Mm. And then you have another school of thought that say it's uh, a bit more similar to um, a commodity like gold, mm. uh, mainly gold, and gold is also seen as as a form of money, right? Um, and and again, when you look at the price movements, it's quite different from gold. It's quite different. So, mm. yeah, I, I can understand the thoughts behind it, I guess. Um, but when we actually look at the evidence, it's difficult to to categorize um, Bitcoin as as a currency, mm. um, especially with the short amount of um, you know analysis that we can do. It, it hasn't moved that way. Maybe in the future, if it becomes more stabilized, then maybe. But for now, no. Hmm. Now I know we've done, you know, one or two episodes on on, on cryptocurrency because it's obviously quite a big thing that is, um, you know, hit a large part of the financial world in the last few years. Um, and we, you know, you likened it almost to um, growth companies that are not yet, you know, generating profit. Um, as a reminder, um, what if someone you know had a portfolio and a large percentage of their portfolio wasn't something like cryptocurrency? What can you potentially? And it, it's not one hundred percent factual, but what can you sort of read if you were to analyze that that investor's behavior? What will be some of the things that will come out from your uh, your analysis? <laughs> well, if I was to meet somebody whose uh, portfolio was, pre- was predominantly in uh, a specific asset class, it tells me a lot about the investors' objectives, timeframes, and risk appetite. Mm. Well, it should. I think that's the key word, it should. Mm. So if the, po- the majority of your portfolio was in equities, stocks and shares, then I know that you probably have a very long time horizon. You probably generate a lot of cash flow. You might, you might be young um, and you are happy to invest your money into businesses uh, that can do very well over the long period of time. And you're happy to take the risk knowing that businesses can go bankrupt. Mm. Whereas if I was to meet somebody whose portfolio was predominantly in bonds, I can probably guess that 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 person doesn't want to take a lot of risk. That person could be um, a retiree, someone who's retired um, and is reliable on the, um, or is reliant on the cash flows from the fixed income products from the bonds. Mm. Um, When I meet somebody whose portfolio is predominantly in um, a currency, that 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 shows me that the person probably hasn't built a portfolio of assets per se or hasn't got a portfolio you know of of different asset classes usually if i'm brutally honest when a retail investor tells me that predominantly their their money is in in currencies if i'm honest most of the time it's because they jumped onto a wave that was happening Mm. um in recent times if i'm really honest um not saying there are people that you know don't um believe in crypto and, and really understand it at a very high level there are some people like that but generally speaking they are very very few and so yes when i come across someone's portfolio and it's predominantly in, in the currencies and i do ask them you know why you know what's mm. what, what's what was it about the currency or, or or the technology that makes you want to put a large proportion of your money into it uh if if the person struggles to really explain to me in, in a decent amount of detail why then it's usually because they've jumped onto a wave, um, onto an asset class that has done really well in a short space of time. And they wanted to kind of momentum trade it. Mm. Um, and, and unfortunately for those people, when it trends downwards, there are those people that actually struggle because they don't really know what they own and why they own it. 
Hmm. Now let, let's talk a bit about that wave because you get that you you get that even in uh you know in in sometimes during the stock market especially when we're in a bull market and there was a time when um you know bitcoin and some other cryptocurrencies were at you know record prices right um i want to say maybe about a year ago i can't really remember but in the run up to that um and i'm sure you you have people in various circles <laughs> i have people in various circles a lot of and there might be some of your friends you'll speak to people who say oh my friend told me this about bitcoin i should put my money what do you think peter blah 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 now my question is um to everyone who has that friend and everyone has a friend let's be honest are your friends still talking about bitcoin right now that it's almost at year lows <laughs> No. <laughs> and 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 my, my question around that Jax is if your friend isn't talking about it right now when it's at lows what that can that possibly say because I do feel there's been a massive wave yeah. there are some people that you know um haven't just jumped onto the bandwagon and have actually done their due diligence but you know I think you know there's a lot of um there's a big split in that sort of group but yeah what 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 would you say to that well, we have to be brutally honest, and we will say the handful of people um, that I invested in. Um, let's let's start with Bitcoin because mm. you're right in saying that it's not actually just uh, cryptocurrencies, but it is across different asset classes. Mm. Is that um, yes? You know, when you hear that uh, a certain uh, anything, <laughs> you know, is going up and going up aggressively in a short space of time, and you know you have the ability to get rich quick potentially. Um, some people jump on this wave even without admitting admitting that that's what they're doing mm. um, sometimes they fool themselves into actually believing that they've done their due diligence by mm. maybe just understanding the definition of this asset um, and what happens is when it's going up um, everyone seems to know what they're talking about and everyone you know is bullish and everyone is excited um, and when it starts going downwards and going downwards aggressively you find that sometimes the conversations dry up Hmm. Um, and it dries up from the people that didn't really understand what they were talking about. You know, hmm. you, you see it dry up in many places. You see it dry up in, in, in on YouTube channels. You see it dry up on, on people's social media pages. You see it dry up in conversations with our friends and stuff like that. You WhatsApp see it dry up. Groups. WhatsApp groups. You see it dry up because, you know, it's coming down and no one's no longer excited about it, which for me is actually quite disappointing. Hmm. And I'll tell you why it's disappointing because if you truly believe in an asset for the long term, which is what you portrayed, um its share price or is is sorry the price of that asset going down should be a good thing if you have mm. a long-term horizon right as uh, as someone who predominantly invests in equities whenever uh, the price of assets or prices of businesses in the name of stocks come down because i have a long-term horizon um that actually excites me why because it means i can buy into good quality businesses for the long term um and for me the conversation never dries up the conversation keeps going. It's a lifelong conversation. It's something I enjoy. Building assets through investing in businesses is something I enjoy. Mm. And I understand. Mm. Unfortunately, when you meet people that, you know, no longer want to talk about uh, cryptocurrencies and actually stocks, because that's actually another area that's gone, that had done really well. Like you said earlier, we've been in the bull market for a while mm. and the stock market was flying during uh, the times we were locked down. Everybody wanted to talk about stocks. Mm. You know, everybody wanted to pick stocks. And then all of a sudden, when we go through a period of high inflation, high interest rates and potential recessions, not many people want to continue talking about stocks the way they were before. And again, that's for me, is quite disappointing. But mm. it really does show why people were in it in the first place. 
No, because I'll be on, I've been in situations where I've been in group sizes and, you know, there's always that one person and it's not just, you know, um, you've likened cryptocurrencies to certain growth stocks or those meme stocks, I'll probably say, rather than uh, some, because uh, there are some companies which are growth stocks and are, you know, generating profit and doing their thing, but the meme stocks, so to speak, um, but also cryptocurrency. I've been in a room where people are just, telling other people you need to put your money in 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 bitcoin you need to put your money in this because it's going to be one hundred thousand. it's going to be two now my thing is yes it may very well be one hundred thousand or two hundred thousand. but how do you know this (laughs) and my thing is that you when innocent hearts hear that they of course want to jump onto the bandwagon and bearing in mind they don't have a portfolio of nothing else all they do is have they'll say they've just got cash and savings and stuff they haven't built um a pot elsewhere so but they hear this and it's so easy to jump on the bandwagon now when the prices are down what do you do you put your you you've innocently put a few hundred pounds or a few grams in some case your value's gone down that same friend that was telling you to put bitcoin they disappeared what do you do well this is a problem right um, the problem is, well, f- firstly, the reason why I couldn't, uh, you know, employ a large proportion of my income or money into uh, uh, Bitcoin or, or Ethereum is because, firstly, I didn't understand it. Mm. Um, but secondly, it's hard for me to value. OK, so, you know, if I am buying a piece of real estate, um, I can do some sort of valuation analysis. If I buy a rental property, I can look at the average rent that the uh, properties around the same area of the same size, the same amount of bedrooms are renting for. And I can make a sensible judgment call to say, I will probably receive this amount of rent every month if I rent this property out. Mm. Um, You can also look at something called comparables in terms of prices. So you look at properties that have sold around the area um, and you can kind of use that as a guide to know what your property is worth. So there's that. And we go to other asset classes like equities. If I have a business, if I'm running a business, a, a franchise, let's say Subway, and um, let's say Subway is a, you know a company you could buy in the stock market. Mm. And so, you know, you say, hey, if I if I you know invest a uh, hundred thousand pounds, I can have a Subway business, and that Subway business uh, generates um, let's say fifty thousand pounds this is just for math sake, so people get a gist mm. it generates fifty thousand pounds every single uh year in profit uh so you're telling me this business i can buy it for a hundred thousand pounds and it generates fifty thousand pounds in earnings that means i am paying a pe ratio of two right mm. a price to earnings ratio of two i can value that business and make a judgment call to say that is a fantastic deal mm. right i can't do the same thing with something that doesn't generate cash flow Mm. you know it's difficult to value it you know and i know many people have tried to say you know bitcoin could reach the valuation of gold and if so then it should go to this price but how and based on what you know it's mm. it's extremely difficult to value and so whether bitcoin is at twenty thousand dollars per, sh- per per bitcoin or ten thousand dollars or even five dollars per bitcoin how can i say it's a good deal or a bad deal Mm. just because it's a something that we may agree to use in the future doesn't mean the actual price of that thing has to be high if that makes sense mm. you know just because <laughs> silver and copper and other other metals are very important in the usage of of, of different things doesn't mean the price of it is very high mm. or the valuation is very high and i think that's the important thing that many people pre- miss out they don't understand that um, assets can be priced and for me, uh, on a personal level, 
if I'm looking at um, assets that fall under what I think is the category of alternatives, such as commodities, such as gold, such as um, such as uh, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies and, and so on and so forth, I see them as alternatives. And what's mm. great about alternatives is they add a level of diversification to a very well-established portfolio already. Mm. So if you own equities and bonds, which are the main two asset classes, and then you own uh, real estate, um, and then you could own some alternatives that actually bring a level of flavor and diversification to a portfolio, mm. I think that's a great thing. However, your whole, if your whole portfolio is, is made up of alternatives, such as Bitcoin and, and Ethereum, then I think that's quite, I mean, I'm not saying it's wrong, but the key thing is to make sure you understand the risk as, associated with that. And, and, and I think that's the, you know, that, that thing that you say about alternatives, a bit of flavor, a bit of seasoning, but it's not the main dish. It's what you add to the main dish. Yeah, yeah. And the if, main if, dish is some of those other assets classes you mentioned. And the reason why, the only reason why I say it is because I'll be honest with cryptocurrency. I mean, I, I'm actually like the idea of having, you know, certain asset classes in your portfolio but as you just said you know it not being the the main bulk and the reason why I say that because I do feel that we mentioned you know your your particular meme stocks but cryptocurrency in general is developed and I'll say a cult following and the issue with a cult following is when you say certain buzzwords are this is going to go to 100 grand someone innocently can literally put in a large amount of their hard-earned cash into this thing which none of us would be surprised if it did go to 100 grand I get it and yes confirmation bias will play and I get all of that but it could very much well go to zero and that's where my um I'll say um my caution has always been with people just not sort of following the trend and being mindful of how you're doing that yeah you know the, the difficulty with um these things and again it's 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 many different assets right um high risk assets is when high risk assets tend to seem to do well in an environment uh for a period of time let's be honest <laughs> if you come from a low income background like myself and, and you peter um and you notice that the people around you are getting rich overnight mm. by putting their money into uh this thing you, let's be honest you can even convince yourself you know what you're talking about yeah <laughs> You know, even, even when you're alone, you still you, told yourself, I know what I'm talking about. You want to lie to yourself and you want to get on a train because people <laughs> are getting on a train mm. and they are winning and just seeing it happen. And so it's, it is extremely difficult to <laughs> not follow the herd, you know, mm. to get out of that herd mentality. Um, it's, it's not easy. I, I have to I have to say that it's not easy at all. Even me, you know, when, when everyone around me is talking about, these assets and, and and things that I don't really understand yet. Sometimes I just I just say to myself, goodness, what you know, I've got some spare money. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't I chuck it into into this uh, coin that I've never heard of or don't even know what it <laughs> even does? It just sounds because, nice because I anymore, but it could be plus twenty percent. You know, yeah, just one of those things. But again, I think what I would encourage people is, um, and again, it's not just for cryptos you know yeah, we're talking about yeah. crypto and bitcoin as as, as the main guide here because we've mm. noticed within our own environments that the conversations have dried up you know mm. you do, do you still do have a few uh believers mm. but generally the conversation is not as uh aggressive as, as it used to be um, <laughs> that's the word i guess yeah it was very aggressive at one point and so you have to remember that these cycles happen often and it's always a new thing 
Mm. Um, and I would encourage our listeners to, to remember that, look, um, the most important thing is to make sure you do your due diligence and understand what you are doing. So that if something goes the opposite way, you can actually hold your hands up and say, look, uh, based on the information I had at hand at that moment, I made an informed decision, mm. you know? And so if it goes wrong, then you know that, you know, maybe you got unlucky, but you know, you, the important thing as well is to understand risk characteristics is the most important thing I talk about nowadays when I'm talking to people about investing, you need to understand the risk um, profiles of things you invest in, you know, and understand that investing is taking a level of risk for a level of return. And you need to know what that risk is before you do it. So that when it does go um, potentially wrong, you know why it's gone wrong. And if it goes right, you know, you took a level of risk for it. The worst mm. thing is people not understanding how much risk they're taking, it doing well, and then they think that that's how it works. Mm. Peter, one of the phrases I use is, you know, one of the worst things, two, two, two things, one of the worst things you can ever do to a gambler or, or, or speak to a gambler is tell him that he should stop gambling when he's winning. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's insanity, right? <laughs> it doesn't make sense, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> you're telling him to stop gambling, but every time he throws the money on a roulette machine, he's going on red. Mm. you know it's extremely hard until that one time he doubles up goes all in and he actually falls in zero mm. you get what i'm saying so that's that's one of the most difficult things to do um to actually communicate with someone rationally to say hey please be careful of what you're doing because it can actually go down and I guess you know on the other side which we've alluded to a couple of times is you know if someone has put their money in uh crypto as part of their wider portfolio they've done their due diligence they have um, you know, strong conviction based on their due diligence um, about Bitcoins and other cryptocurrency, then this is most certainly an opportunity for them. Yeah, absolutely. If, if you believe in, in something long term, yeah. then the valuation of that thing coming down creates an opportunity for you to actually acquire that thing. Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. If you believe in Bitcoin and Ethereum for the long term, you believe their valuations will be much higher in 5, 10, 15, 20 years then absolutely you should be going wild right? absolutely within, it's discount within, man yeah it's like a discount within uh sense though so yeah. within a very well diversified portfolio <laughs> i would say <laughs> i would uh, say that. we need to do a set for episodes on just what you know that the diversified portfolio could um look like um but yeah let's definitely do that one one of these days man absolutely absolutely i think it's something that's really important and we can we can do that very soon actually i think it's something that people confuse you know what is diversification should i be diversifying am i mm. uh, spreading myself too thin those mm. kind of questions so yeah it's something that we can definitely discuss yeah man um all right, i'm gonna look at some final words from you jackson on this particular uh, topic but before we do that we're gonna give a quick shout out to where we're getting new listeners from um and the area we're going to give a shout out to today is an area called oslo which is the capital of norway oh nice yeah yeah i know oslo um never been there <laughs> of course i feel like i'm saying that often nowadays i need to travel the world here <laughs> i need to become financially independent so I can you can just go anywhere and I hear that. <laughs> but yeah welcome to world finance uh you're here with myself jacks and peter um here on world finance we talk about all things finance and all things finance related i hope you are enjoying the episodes and gaining tons of value Come on, come on, come on. A massive shout out to you over there in uh, Norway. Thank you for tuning in. Um, and hopefully, yeah, as Jack said, you're gaining something. Think about something you can share this podcast episode too, man. I'm blessed. Um, and yeah, just a massive shout out to you. 
and also our listeners around the world, man. Hopefully you're enjoying the episodes. Um, and yeah, keep uh, tuning in, doing that all that good stuff with sharing across uh, social media, liking, subscribing and all of that. Jax, any final words before I let you go? Yeah, I think I think the key thing for our listeners to uh, go away with is to always remember that um, there is always going to be that thing that's hot in the market at, at a particular time. And there's always going to be that thing that's, you know, coming to an end um, at a particular moment in time. So what you find, it could be different asset classes, by the way. So, you know, it could be Bitcoin. It's been real estate as well. So, you know, you heard about people just wanting to buy properties left, right and center and, you know, take out the craziest mortgages and, and, and the craziest amounts of debt over leverage because property is the hot thing. You know, there's always a hot thing. But I think in those times where the hot thing is hot, that is the time where you need to be very, very uh, diligent mm. um, to ask yourself, you know, am I jumping on a train that's about to take a U-turn? Mm. That's very, very important. And ask yourself why you're doing it in the first place and whether you're being sensible. Um, that's, that's, the, that, that's the key thing, I would say. Always, always ask yourself what you're doing and why you're doing it. And if, when it comes to investing, always understand that there, le- there is a level of risk. That's what investing actually is, to take a level of risk for a return. But you have to un- understand the risks involved. Love it, man. Thank you very much for that, Jax. Really appreciate it. Appreciate all of our listeners. And remember all, stay woke.